This is Last Call with Chris Michaels, and it was one of those days where I didn't know if I wanted to actually do a podcast. However, I will always take the opportunity to say I told you so, and tonight is just one of those nights in four different occasions. Why? Because I am brilliant. I am the lovable fuzzball of intelligence. If you just listen to me, you will be four months at least ahead of the curve. And then, you know what? You can go to cocktail parties. Oh, I'm sorry. We can't do that because it's COVID. Or you can hang around the water cooler. Oh, no, you can't. Not that I would want to hang around the water cooler. I don't ever ever want to go back to a physical office ever again. I wrote a desk in a cubicle for years. Awful experience. Just terrible. Who would ever want to go back to an office? However, saying what I was saying before, if you stick with me and you just listen to me, I am so far ahead of everybody else that you too can share and bask in my brilliance because I know politics and stories like every square inch of my glorious naked body. The first one that we talk about comes to us from Steve Watson and Summit News. We reference him quite often. And now, this is what we brought up before, because we suspect here that Biden and his ilk, because Biden is senile. Let's get, let's get this straight right now. Biden probably doesn't know left from right, doesn't know his ass from his elbow, but For some reason, he's the one running the country with the keys to the nuclear football. Uh, But we brought up before that the reason why the border is open like the way it is is because human trafficking rings and drug running rings and gun running rings, they have opened up under the Biden administration because that's how the Democrats and the forever Republican globalists work. Their, Their real currency is drugs, guns, and children, and probably humans. And that's, we've seen enough of hints of that over the last four years. So, all this is going on. And finally, somebody, I believe this is from NBC News, is wondering why officials have placed Border Patrol agents and the Border Patrol itself under a gag order. And that means that they can't talk to anybody. They can't give interviews. The press cannot do any more ride-alongs with them because that's what they used to do. And why do they want that? Or why don't, or why do they want that gag order? It's because things at the border are so bad that they do not want to give the American public any idea of what's going on, nor do they want to give any Trump supporters any ammunition. So this is once again the same ploy that the Democrats use and the globalist Republicans time and time again. What they do is, if we don't acknowledge it, then it doesn't exist. It's the same argument that they used uh, when they were trying to get Trump into uh, the courts to contest the 2020 election results. Then, when all the judges say, forget about it, we're just not going to hear it because uh, you forgot to cross a T on page 11, then the Democrats and the, uh, the media agents, they can go out there and say, there hasn't been any evidence presented to show that there was 
election fraud during the 2020 election cycle. Well, of course not, because none of the judges would hear it. Same case going on right now at the Border Patrol. There's no crisis because we're not letting anybody see the crisis. So if you can't see it, it doesn't exist. One reporter asked Miss Psaki, God, I hate her. It's now been three weeks since I think in this room you were first asked about getting us some press access to the border. Why have we still not seen any images inside these facilities? Now, I'm just going to skip what Miss Saki says because she doesn't say anything. She does the customer service line of, oh, please contact Department of Homeland Security. Please contact the Border Patrol. Please contact this for further information. She doesn't say anything. She just dances around and pretends as though she's higher than thou. Uh, So the reporter continues, we're hearing from border agents that they're frustrated that they can't show us what's actually happening along the border. They can't do ride-alongs. They can't answer questions. Is the White House or DHS, Department of Homeland Security, instructing border agents to refuse ride-along requests from reporters? Let me tell you, the White House is the one that issues the orders. The White House could tell Department of Homeland Security no ride-alongs. And then Department of Homeland Security says, guess what? No ride-alongs. That's how all this works. And it doesn't matter if it's the White House or the Department of Homeland Security. The point is, is that we were right on last call with Chris Michaels because we said this exact thing would happen. That the border would open up under Biden because Biden wants to to open up the United States once again to the drug running, the gun running, and the human trafficking because America is back, baby. That's what good old-fashioned Joseph Biden wants, and that's what he's used to, and you can find plenty of stories to say just that. The next story is Democrat Representative Eric Swalwell. Now, Eric Swalwell is this lantern-jawed schmuck He's got a cleft in his chin, and he looks like every time he opens his mouth, flies are attracted to it because he spews so much asinine bullshit every time he takes a breath. He's one of these morons in California that said, oh my God, Trump is an agent of Russia. At every single opportunity he could possibly have, he was grandstanding about how horrible Donald Trump was. And on this program... We said that none other than Democratic Representative Eric Swalwell should be drummed out of public office because it was found out that Mr. Swalwell was having adult relations with none other than Chinese spy Fang Fang. Yes, that's her name. And he continued to do this. And everybody knew about it. So what we have here is, uh, well... An insurgency, pretty much. It's not an armed insurgency, but it's an intelligence insurgency. Think, Swalwell. I'm going to make a prediction right now, because I made this prediction about Swalwell before, and now it is starting to turn. The tide is starting to turn, because House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy filed a resolution to remove Mr. Swalwell from the House Intelligence Committee. Now, why... Would somebody who is fornicating in the confines of his taxpayer office with a Chinese spy 
be allowed to sit on the House Intelligence Committee, the committee in the House of Representatives that oversees spying. Why did it take this long <laughs> to get this guy's just why did it take this long? Why? It's because the Chinese are paying everybody off. Here is my next prediction because I'm brilliant and we're going to time it. What day is it? March 18th. So we're going to time this. Give me four months. Give me five months. Five months. Five months. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell. You know, the guy that glues his hair to his head and then takes that same glue and glues his upper lip to his top teeth because that lip don't move. Now, that guy, that four-eyed dork, is somehow in office still, despite the fact that his wife was on the trans... What was she on? She was on transportation or logistics committees or something like that. Something to do with logistics, supply chain. And her family back in China runs a Chinese government-funded logistics company. Gosh, I wonder what Mitch McConnell is doing with someone like that. I wonder what side Mitch McConnell's bread is buttered on. Oh, I don't know. Gosh, my goodness. It turns out that Trump is probably right about how bad China has infiltrated the United States and also how bad China has infiltrated the offices of public officials within the confines of Capitol Hill. That is my prediction. And we brought up Swalwell before, so that is another one. And we're going to take a little break because being right all the time, it's tough business. So we need to take a little break. We're going to move to another story. Vladimir Putin. Vladimir Putin is the ultimate statistician when it comes to diplomacy and politics. Joe Biden, in his one, he's got to be in one of his senile fits, said that I know Putin relatively well. The most important thing dealing with foreign leaders, in my experience, is just know the other guy. Biden said that Putin was a killer. And he said that the price he's going to pay, you'll see shortly. And Putin doesn't have a, uh, a soul. I wasn't being a wise guy. I'm surprised you're a senile guy. He looked back at me and said, we understand each other. Yeah, I'm sure, Mr. Biden, I'm sure exactly that's how that confrontation went. However, to, Mr. B uh, uh, to Putin's credit, see, I'm trying to do two things at once here. To Mr. Putin, uh, Putin's credit, he basically ran circles around Biden and his idiocy because of the following. Putin said, I've just thought of this now. We're talking about the whole thing between Biden, the whole confrontation between Putin and Biden. I want to propose to President Biden to continue our discussion, but on the condition that we do it live. And it's called without any delays, and directly in an open, direct discussion. It seems to me that this would be very interesting for the people of Russia 
and the United States. Oh, <laughs> do we think that Joe Biden would step upon the stage to debate Vladimir Putin? Of course not. Of course not. Biden's handlers wouldn't even let him debate Donald Trump. Never mind letting him debate Vladimir Putin. He said, I don't want to put this off for long. I want to do the Tega this weekend and relax a little so we can do it tomorrow or Monday. <laughs> we are ready at any time convenient for the American side. And he said, I would say to him, be well. I wish him good health. I say that without any irony, without any jokes. And the White House, oh gosh, they just, well, ignored the whole thing. When Biden said that Putin was a killer, the Russian leader, Vladimir Putin, basically said, evaluating other countries is like looking in a mirror. Basically, the diplomatic way of saying, I know you are, but what am I? Putin said in a televised remark, it takes one to know one. That's not just a children's saying and a joke. There's a deep psychological meaning to this. He's absolutely correct. We always see in another person our own qualities and think that he is the same as us. Basically, Putin is saying that Biden, one, doesn't have a soul because Biden said that about Putin, and two, Biden is the killer. And I can promise you that Putin knows exactly where Biden's bodies are buried. How do you like that for alliteration? Because Putin knows what the Bidens were doing in the Ukraine. And if the rumors are true about what they found in the Ukraine, basically a whole bunch of human trafficking things tied to the Biden family and other Democrats, then we can only assume that Mr. Putin is telling the truth and that Biden is really the killer out there. Okay, now, getting back to my brilliance and proving myself right yet again. Andrew Cuomo has yet another woman come out and say, guess what? Things aren't good because he tried to rape me or fondle me or grope me, so on and so forth. I think this is woman number seven. And I said in a podcast, I don't know when because I speak so often, that, oh my gosh, as the number of women come forward and as the accusations get more and more severe and Cuomo has less and less places to run, you are going to start to see the COVID restrictions get less and less. And lo and behold, everybody caught on to that because Twitter is a flutter with all sorts of statements basically saying the same thing that I just said. And in a month, apparently, uh, you can fly in and out of New York without any sort of hassle. You do not have to test for COVID, you do not have to quarantine. The stadiums are opening up. You can go to the concerts now, apparently. You can start going to those. More capacity in restaurants. All sorts of fun things. So the more women that come out of the closet, uh, well, I don't know about coming out of the closet, the more women that come out of the shadows, maybe that's a better term, uh, that go against Cuomo, 
the less and less restrictions we're going to have because we need, or Cuomo, needs to look like the hero in all of this. And this once again proves yours truly right because this is exactly what is happening and this is exactly what I said would happen. Now, next story. This story, I absolutely love it. Rand Paul, Ron Paul's son with the awful hairdo. He, he looks like... I don't know what kind of gel he uses in his hair, but he's got to stop it. I mean, it looks, I'm not going to lie, kind of looks like roadkill on top of his head. Looks like soggy, uh, I don't know what, the soggy raccoon, soggy possum, I don't know. I mean, soggy possum. That's <laughs> well, maybe soggy possum isn't the right uh, term for someone's hairdo, but soggy possum definitely does sound like a vagina that has gone sideways. <laughs> Come here, baby. Let me see that soggy possum now. Nah, nah, nah. Are your peaches fuzzy? All right, so Rand Paul, his peaches are fuzzy, and he's not very happy with none other than Dr. Fauci. And he threw the book at Dr. Fauci. And I cannot stand that hook-nosed little schmuck, Dr. Fauci. Now, I realized I used... Uh, schmuck and hook nose, but we're talking about an Italian here, not somebody else of a different background. So Senator Paul opens up with, there have been no reports of significant numbers of reinfections after acquiring COVID-19 naturally. Very good point. Very good point. Because that is how we get herd immunity. It's not through vaccinations. And that is why they no longer bring up COVID deaths. They only bring up positive COVID cases. Because if they let you know and you start to piece together that if you get COVID, you're going to recover 99.97% of the time, then what the hell are you worried about? Why are you socially distanced? Why are you wearing a mask? Why are you wearing two masks? That is the big issue. The, the, they're not telling you that you recover from COVID. They're not telling you that you are fine if you test positive for COVID. And they want it that way. They want these restrictions. They want you to be inoculated with these weird platforms. They're not vaccines, platforms. It even says it on these pharmaceutical companies' websites that these are platforms. So, Senator Rand Paul... On the nose, he continues. So rather than being pessimistic towards people gaining immunity after they've had COVID or had a vaccine, notice Mr. Paul is using the original criteria for herd immunity. That is people getting infected, people recovering and no longer being susceptible to COVID or people never getting COVID because their immune system is so good or people getting the vaccine, summarily becoming immune to COVID. That's what Dr. Paul, uh, <clears throat> that's what Rand Paul is saying. Dr. Fauci only observes herd immunity when 75% of the population get a vaccine. That's it. It doesn't matter if you've had COVID and recovered from it. It doesn't matter if you're not susceptible to COVID in any way. Dr. Fauci only sees success through vaccination. That's it. And Rand Paul just 
called him out on it. He continues, or had a vaccine, studies argue for significant optimism, not negativity. In fact, there have been no scientific studies arguing or proving that infection with COVID does not create immunity. And Mr. Paul continues, given that no scientific studies have shown significant numbers of reinfections of patients previously infected or previously vaccinated, what specific studies do you cite to argue that the public should be wearing masks well into 2022? Where did that number come from? Joe Biden's out there saying, well, you know, maybe small kind of gatherings by 4th of July. And then Dr. Fauci, well, if we get enough of the population inoculated, uh, vaccinated, then, you know, we could we could be having a, a, a semi-normal Christmas time. Fuck him. Fuck Fauci. I should make a sounder of that and just play that all the time. If we're not spreading the infection, Mr. Paul continues, isn't it just theater? You have the vaccine and you're wearing two masks. Isn't that theater? Yes, that's exactly what it is. We brought up the study a couple of uh, podcasts ago where a mask will only limit the two masks, I should say, the two mask study, two masks will reduce the spread of COVID by 1.2%. It doesn't reduce the spread of COVID by 100% because you're wearing two masks, you moron. It reduces it by almost 2%, almost, not even 2%, almost 2%. And then you got Dr. Fauci out there. Well, it only serves as common sense that two masks are going to limit the spread of COVID even more. He almost sounds like Casey Kasem doing a top 40 thing, at least my impression of him. (laughs) Anyway, anyway, Dr. Paul continued, you want to get rid of vaccine hesitancy. Tell them to quit wearing the mask after getting the vaccine. You want people to get the vaccine, give them a reward. And don't tell them or don't let the nanny state tell them that there's going to be three more years or that you've got to wear a mask forever. And Dr. Fauci got angry. Oh, poor little Fauci. He says, here we go again with the theater. Let's get down to the facts. Yes, Dr. Fauci, let's get down to some of the goddamn facts. You four-eyed little jerk. All right, so anyway, you get the idea. You get the idea. What proof is there that there are significant reinfections with hospitalizations and deaths from the variants? None in our country. Zero. You're making policy based on conjecture. Very good. For years, all we've been told is follow the science. We're not following the science anymore. This is all conjecture. Even Dr. Fauci said it himself. You get vaccinated. We had to make a quote-unquote judgment call as to whether or not we should remove COVID restrictions from the vaccinated. Judgment calls are not follow, is not following the science. It's conjecture, as Rand Paul clearly points out. You've been vaccinated, and you parade around in a mask for show. You can't get it again. You're defying everything we know about immunity by telling people to wear masks who have been vaccinated. So once again, I was right. I was right. I said Dr. Fauci was a fraud. Dr. Fauci is a POS. And we there's no reason why the vaccinated or anybody else, I'm going to say probably, we can't say definitively because 
we can get into icky issues here. Probably there's no reason to wear a mask at all. I'm sorry to tell you that. I'm sorry to ruin your little, your little religious displays of wearing masks, but there's probably no reason to wear a mask. Sorry. Sorry. New York, California had the strictest lockdowns, the worst lo- uh, restrictions for, uh, for mask wearing, and guess what? They were supposedly the worst states in the union for COVID spreads. So then where's the logic behind that, right? Ugh. So once again, I'm proven right. And Rand Paul is the one that did it for me. And finally, there was a little story, and I, br- I probably brought this up earlier in the year. It hasn't been recently. Uh, there was this little outreach program called the Drag Queen Story Hour. And basically, drag queens would go into schools, public schools, and read to four or read to five six, and seven-year-olds decked out in drag. And oh my gosh, it was a glittering jewel, a beacon of hope for the progressives. Because here we are, we're promoting acceptance with the LGBTQRSTUV groups everywhere. And oh gosh, we're exposing young children to adulthood and what it really means to be an adult in America and the rest of the world by accepting everyone for who they are. Now, my issue with all of that is the following, that when parents started to do background checks on the drag queens that would come in there, the parents would get in trouble by the school district, and the parents were rounded up and told that they were transphobic. Because they wanted background checks on drag queens that were reading to five-year-olds. And also, some of these drag queens were caught on video twerking in front of five, six, and seven-year-olds. But no, 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 we can't critique them. Listen, I don't care what you do as an adult. I don't care what you do after work. I don't care what you do on the weekends. We all have to let that freak out every now and then. If you want to dress up like a woman, fantastic. If you want to take hormones to become a woman or a man, you've got my blessings. You can do it from here to eternity. But if you are going to read a story and then pull a whap in front of my six-year-old, then you goddamn better believe I'm going to want a background check on you. And if that school doesn't like that, that's too goddamn bad. And I said what those people are doing, this drag queen story hour, the people that are behind this are pedophiles. Because it turned out that a lot of these people in the drag queen story hour circuit actually were sex offenders. And they were allowed into schools with children unaccompanied. And you couldn't say a word about it. Otherwise, you were a bigot and a homophobe and a transphobe. Well, yet again, I'm vindicated. The former head of the Cream City Foundation. Now, the Cream City Foundation just happens to sponsor Drag Queen Story Hour. What a name, right? Cream City Foundation. 
Gee, I wonder what cream could be alluding to. Uh, could it be a big old pile of cum? Probably. Well, it just so happens that Milwaukee County Circuit Court Judge Brett Blom was taken. This is the founder. <clears throat> excuse me. The founder, former head of the Cream City Foundation. Uh, who also, for some reason, is a Milwaukee County City Court judge, was taken into custody following an investigation for, guess what? Child pornography. He had 27 videos and images containing child pornography, including two files that were uploaded at the Milwaukee County Government Building, meaning his chambers. And Blom, miraculously, is assigned to the Milwaukee County Children's Court and was the head of the Board of Zoning Appeals for the City of Milwaukee, appointed to the post by Milwaukee Mayor Tom Barrett and the head of the Cream City Foundation, which provides grant money to LGBTQ groups across Milwaukee. Now. Now. He also had two adopted children, and he's also married to a man. Big deal. The two adopted children thing, that's what I would worry about. Because if this guy has child pornography on his computer, then you can be pretty sure that it's a safe bet that more than likely those two children are abused. And this kind of thing happens time and time again. Look up any sort of political figure with an adopted kid, even the Trump supporter from Florida, and I would, you really, really got to look at these people and you got to look at them with a jaundiced eye because I can promise you, I can promise you that something isn't right in those areas where they adopt kids, especially, especially kids from Ireland because the adoption laws in Ireland are very, very lax. The other person that we should be looking at is Milwaukee Mayor Tom Barrett. Because if Tom Barrett is the one that appointed Blom, then that to me says that Tom Barrett owed Blom a favor. Because Blom did something for Tom Barrett. And knowing that Mr. Blom is involved with child pornography, which we can only assume... That it's a safe bet, once again, to probably think that Mr. Blom also engages in human and child trafficking and also pedophilia. That Mr. Mayor Tom Barrett is probably not too far from that lifestyle. I've got nothing to base that off of. And I'm not saying that that is the case. I'm saying that it wouldn't surprise me if that's the case. So don't tell me anything about, oh boy, Chris Michael said this on his program and it must be true. No, no, I'm saying it wouldn't surprise me and we should start analyzing these people because they have, and these people, I don't mean people that, I don't mean gay people. I mean people like Mr. Blum who has child pornography on his, on his computer. Pederists, those are the people I'm referring to. Because I can promise you that all of these people are connected and this kind of thing goes to the top. And Biden opened all of this up again with his lax border policy. 
And that is it for Last Call with Chris Michaels. Until next time, gird your loins.